Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fressen show. I'm Adrian Bagatti, your host. Holiday season is beginning. Um, schools are winding down for those with matric students. Most of us have been able to say goodbye to school for, and are beginning to enjoy the holiday. The problem is that you're going to have everybody at home during the holidays. And holiday season, besides the end of the school year, means also that our bank balance are about to take a massive strain over the next two months. December stretches our balance and our budget because we don't plan properly for vacation. Our grocery budget during the holiday takes a major hit when you suddenly go from having no one home during the mornings to everyone home for three weeks and all everyone wants is nosh. So your fridge door is on a constant open and close and open and close. And I have learned that having a glass fridge door doesn't actually make a difference. They're still going to open it to have a look, even though they can see right in. Now, one of the reasons that our budgets take such a massive risk is we don't plan properly in December. We don't plan properly for going on holiday. So even if you meal plan and everything at home, as soon as it becomes vacation, whether you're away or not, for some reason, we just don't meal plan. I know that I find it a bit of a struggle in December. I am less careful with my meal plans. And we do tend to eat a lot more pastas and quick foods because it's vacation. Who wants to cook? So that is a bit of a problem. But also, we tend to eat out a lot more. We tend to buy more junk food than we would during the year. And... We'll meal plan again next year when holidays are over. But another issue is that our budget gets a knock from overspending on foods during vacation that we didn't plan for and the absolute necessities for camp or any holiday for that matter. And as I said, that includes the junk food. The other problem is that the poor balance has barely recovered from those who participated in the Black Friday specials and now it must contend with vacation plans. And then because most companies pay December salaries two weeks early, it means your salary now has to go six weeks and not four. And then it comes to January and we have the added pressure of not only does your salary need to stretch for six weeks, but for those who have children returning to school, it's new school uniforms for the ones that are changing school or starting school or have suddenly sprouted in the three weeks of holiday, you know, the first three weeks of holiday, let's put it this way. And last year's kits just don't fit. Then there's the stationary packs and the school levies and all those other little expenses that have got to make do for your December, January salary. And in light of all those expenses, I thought we would talk a little bit about the most essential ingredients that we should have in our kitchen cupboards, things that can make our food lasts longer, tastes good, and still be within a budget without breaking the bank. So when I went online and had a look about what the experts said, I thought, well, that's great. I've got most of these ingredients in the cupboard, which is fantastic um, because 
it means that I have got exactly what the experts tell me to do. However, they had quite a few more listed than I have, I must admit. Now, for me, an essential ingredient means that it must add flavor to your food. It must make a nutritious meal, or at least the base of a nutritious meal. It must be able to be used in multiple ways. And it needs to make my meals stretch a little further than normal. And I was very happy with what I've got. Now, when I do meal planning, when I teach people meal planning, one of the biggest proponents that I have is shopping in your cupboards before even stepping out of the house into a grocery store. You'd be surprised about how much you can find in your cupboard that can be used in a variety of different ways. So let's just dive straight into my list and then have a look and see what allrecipes.com had to say about what you need in your perfect kitchen. So quite a list for me. Well, I thought it was a quite a big list. There's salt, obviously, pepper, sugar, oil. Now, it doesn't matter what oil it is. For me, it's vegetable oil in general because of the budget, although I do always have extra cold-pressed virgin olive oil because I find the flavoring in that sometimes is enough to boost your food and it can be used in so many ways. The other thing is a curry powder. So, you know, those boxes, the all-in-one or the mild and flavorful. So the Raja Spices, I always have one of those at least because it adds an amazing flavor to everything. And then another old-fashioned secret trick that I learned is Bisto. My Bisto powder gets a lot of use, um, not only by adding flavor to my foods, but by adding color sometimes. The other things that I have is in terms of spices, I always have mixed herbs. Um, so always have mixed herbs because they contain all the ingredients that I need. So whether you have mixed herb or Italian herbs, I've got both. Um, and there's very little difference between them. They do add an amazing flavor. So if you're doing a homemade pizza, then having the Italian herbs is the perfect thing for your cupboard. And um, I'll go through the other things. And then we'll go through and see what recipes we can make. So for my canned goods, there is sweet corn, tomato and onion mix, beans of all sorts, obviously canned tuna, pasta sauce, and then what they call tomato sauce, which for us is ketchup. Um, it, that for me is, it has to be there. And we do go through a lot. And then I have plain flour and self-raising flour. We have pasta, different kinds, rice, mealy pup, my choice of vegetables, onions, potatoes, and garlic. Um, and then obviously in the freezer, I have some vegetables. I'll get to that now. Sauces, besides the tomato sauce, is soy sauce, at least one vinegar, and Tabasco sauce. One again, the Tabasco or any actually hot spice, hot sauce, just to add. And it doesn't mean your food has to be spicy. If you can control how much you put in, it's going to tell you how much you know flavor you're going to get out of it. The other things are eggs, milk, cheese, and in the freezer for me is mincemeat, marrow bones, and chicken pieces. And then from the frozen vegetables, we have mixed vegetables. I have plain peas, plain packet of corns, and of course, French fries. 
I also do often have like fries, the vegan poloni, um, because those are also very versatile. And then I have vanilla essence, maizena or cornflour, whatever you want to call it. And I find all of those are absolutely without that. You can't make anything. And with those ingredients, those very, very few ingredients, there are some amazing meals that can be made. Your mints and your beans you can make your 500 grams mince into a kilo, added with soy sauce and some Tabasco, the onion, the garlic, and you have a beautiful mince recipe, whether you make it into spaghetti bolognese, whether you make it into cottage pie or um, sloppy joes, however you make it, that is an essential ingredient. Um, Obviously, sugar, vanilla essence, and plain flour, or even self-raising flour, perfect for biscuits and things like that. We're going to have a look at that, and we're now going to go on to what allrecipes.com had to say about what you need in your pantry. I'm Adrian Bugatti. This is the Essence for Essence Show. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essence Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and you're listening to the Essen Fresen show. I gave you a list of all the things that I need that I feel are the bare minimum essentials for any kitchen. Then I went on to allrecipes.com and wanted to find out how is it, you know, what is this? So their bare minimum are, there are six essential staples that they always have on hand. Salt, pepper, olive oil, vegetable oil, all-purpose flour, and granulated sugar. So the all-purpose flour, that is our general bread flour. Um, that is the easiest one. But I must admit, I like my self-raising flour. It just saves time. And then granulated sugar for them is our normal sugar. Canned goods, okay, they're asking for um, things like uh, beef and chicken broth, but the stock powders are fine. I do not use a lot of stock powder. So for me, having it in my pantry is not an essential They've also said canned tomatoes. Now, I said tomato and onion mix. It is, tomato and onion mix is actually typically South African. It's called briar relish. It's not often found in other countries, in other people's shelves. But canned tomatoes of any kind, and I have, um, I don't think they're essential, but I do have them on my cupboard is I have uh, the chopped tomatoes with herbs, with garlic, um, I've got the Indian style chopped tomatoes. So those have got a bit of a curry. And I should just warn you, if you don't like spicy food, they are very strong. Um, what else have I got? I've got the Italian ones, which is the herbs. I've got the Indian one. Um, there's a Mediterranean one. There are a couple of different flavors that I do sometimes keep in just because they're nice to add to bases of things. They want tomato sauce. Now tomato sauce for them is a, um, almost like a pasta sauce. They ask for tomato paste. They ask for a can or a jar of marinara sauce. And those are slightly thicker than what they call a tomato sauce. To them, a tomato sauce is not ketchup, but it is more like a, I'd say a tomato puree, and then your marinara sauce. For me, they're interchangeable. Then they wanted canned beans. They say white, black, and kidney. For me, Obviously, essentially South African was my baked beans in tomato sauce, but the kidney beans and the red speckled sugar beans, 
those are absolutes in my cupboard. And then obviously tuna. You need some kind of protein and tuna always goes down well. Your starches and dry goods, so they're talking about um, what kind of other things and, and giving you ideas as well what to do with them, which I'll cover next. So they've got pastas in various shapes and strands, tubes, that kind of thing. Rice, white rice, brown rice, basmati, jasmine. They wanted a variety. Lentils, split peas, and dried breadcrumbs. I must admit I'm very bad with breadcrumbs. I often need them and haven't got and have to go take the back of my bread. You know that end slice that everybody tends to throw away? Well, those are perfect for breadcrumbs. So I do that and then I would like just dry it in the oven if I needed it. Um, but when it says dried bread breadcrumbs, I often just don't bother. I do go through stages where I'm very diligent and I take the ends of the bread out and I dry them out and then turn them into breadcrumbs. Um, and you can freeze those. So they do last a long time. Their root cellar, um, which is the same as what I have said for vegetables, but they give you a little advice to say don't store it in bags or in the fridge. Those are potatoes, onions, and garlic. Those absolutely are essential bases to most menus. Their condiments, vinegar. So they haven't just listed white vinegar like I did. They've got balsamic, cider vinegar, white wine vinegar, sherry vinegar, and a brown vinegar. They suggest soy sauce, Worcestershire sauce, and a hot sauce. So for me, the hot sauce was, um, you could use, I think, the Nando's hot sauce, or I love, I love my Tabasco sauces. They've got a long spice list. Um, and while I have all of these ingredients, I don't feel that they're essentials. So they've got dried basil, bay leaves, cane pepper, or red crushed pepper flakes, which for us is chili flakes, curry powder, seasoned salt. Now, seasoned salt is a, a little different, and you can make your own. I have um, an orange-flavored salt um, where I just took some orange rind. I took some coarse salt, put it in a glass jar, and just leave it together to infuse. Um, but they're also talking about onion salt, uh, garlic salt, those kind of celery salt even. Those are seasoned salts. There's chili powder, there's cumin, cinnamon, garlic powder, onion powder. South Africa, we onion powder is a little hard to get. I, I've only ever found it at Woolworths. And the problem is it turns into a rock um, the minute you open it. So uh, you need a grinder if you're going to use that. Scrape out the powder. Oregano, paprika, and dried parsley are their essentials. Now, the reason why I say mixed herbs in my cupboard is... Because in mixed herbs, we have basil, oregano, and parsley. Those are already in there. So it's a great one. To have the Italian one just has um, thyme in it as well. Then their fridge pantries. Oh, and I did forget to list a few of mine. There's eggs, milk, butter, or margarine. They've put their tomato sauce or ketchup into the fridge. They have mustard, they've got yellow, G Dijon, and whole grain. Now, I also have all of those, but I don't list them as essential ingredients, but they do make amazing flavors in your food. Mayonnaise, well, I didn't list mayonnaise as my main ingredients, 
because I've got eggs and oil, salt and some vinegar um, and I can make my own mayonnaise. Um, and my kids actually prefer my mayonnaise, which is a good compliment. Um, I just don't make it as often as I want. And the other thing, which I didn't, I did list cheese, but I didn't tell you what kind of cheese. So they want Parmesan cheese. Now we're talking budgets and Parmesan for most of us is not on the shopping list. And then they say other cheese. Now in my house, Tussa's cheese is like the cheese. I don't find it flavorful at all, but my younger kids prefer it. And we have cheddar and goda as well. We've added a few things to our list now because one of my children is holds by Chal of Israel. So we've got the Chal of Israel cheeses in the cupboard as well, what we can. So another cheese is your cream cheese. And cream cheese is great to add into a nice sauce, a white sauce, to add that creamy element to your dish, your pasta dish. In the freezer, they've asked for co frozen corn, frozen spinach, frozen peas. They want uh, ground beef, which is our mince. They want chicken breasts. Well, I've got any chicken. It doesn't nearly necessarily have to have chicken breasts. And once again, this is because those are very versatile. The chicken breasts can be made into a chicken stir fry if you slice them right. It can be made into schnitzel, which is very popular, or just a grilled chicken breast for a nice healthy chicken salad. Then they've got some extras. Ingredients that are nice to have on hand and keep well. So your herbs and spices, they've got allspice, cloves, ginger, nutmeg, coriander, dill, majorum, dry mustard, Italian seasoning, rosemary, sage, tarragon, and thyme. And I'm quite impressed. I have all of those. Then they want lemons. I don't. I've got lemon juice in a bottle. Fresh ginger. I do keep a lot of that. Shallots, which are your red salad onions in this country that's called shallots but if you can go you can occasionally find the correct ones they've then got capers canned chilies prepared horseradish anchovy paste yeah fish paste doesn't go down well here they've got almond extract and vanilla extract kosher salt cooking spray cornstarch which is maizena confectioner sugar which is caster sugar honey and brown sugar how many of those do you have in your pantry? You're listening to the SM Press and Show, and this is Adrian Bugatti. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is SM Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and this is, of course, the SM Fresen Show, where we're talking about food. So I've been going over what... I have as essentials in my pantry, and then I went on to the recipe website, and they gave their list of what they consider essential. And I was quite gratified to see that I have almost everything that they've listed and a few extras. But they didn't form, some of the list did not form my pantry essentials. They are, for me, just nice to have. But vegetables are something that we should all have in our cupboard because they give us, or in, in our basket, should I say, because they give us so many vitamins and neutral nutrients and minerals and antioxidants, things like tomatoes, fresh tomatoes, huge antioxidants, huge um, source of vitamin C. So let's have a look what um, people consider 
the top 10 vegetables that you need into in the um, kitchen. So this was from a website called eatinghealthy.sfgate.com. Never heard of them, but it was quite an interesting read. So the first thing they talk about is sweet potatoes and carrots, and they are common root vegetables. They're talking about things that you should have. Carrots, radishes, yams, which are the orange sweet potatoes, turnips, rutabagas are turnips, uh, not turnips, um, they're actually also turnips. So I'm not sure why they've been listed twice. They might be talking about parsnips, um, which I find you can't actually get. Um, then they've asked for ordinary potatoes and then sweet potatoes. Now, sweet potatoes are our yellow sweet potatoes and yams are the orange ones. And then cassavas. Cassavas are a little harder to find. We call it uh, matumba here in South Africa. I don't find them pleasant to eat, but you can actually make them into flour if you really want to try. So two of the healthiest choices they've given are the sweet potatoes and the carrots. The reason for the sweet potatoes are the orange color, the high beta carotene content converts to vitamin A, and vitamin A is specific for eyes, skin, and organs. We all get told, eat your carrots, it'll improve your eyesight, it'll keep you help you see better. They also are powerful antioxidants. So a good thing with sweet potatoes is sweet potatoes are more filling than your fresh potatoes, than normal potatoes. They also have a lower GI, which means they keep you full for a lot longer. And they're easy to store. Your carrots and your sweet potatoes are best kept in cool, dark places. They don't need to be kept in the fridges. And you can use them in soups, in stews, in casseroles, pasta dishes, or eat them on their own after you bake them, steam them, or boil them, which is true. Um, we do a lot of sweet potato mash, sweet potato fries. I stick them in all my stews. Carrots are also a great ingredient in soups and stews. And what's nice about the carrots is if they're slightly limp away, they're perfect for soups and stews then, and it prevents you from wasting food. The next on their list is Brussels sprouts, cabbage, kale, broccoli, bok choy, and cauliflower. Now, we are not permitted, well, the Beth Din does not consider broccoli and cauliflower or Brussels sprouts kosher for use. Um, they've got to be very carefully checked, and you will find if you go into, say, fresh fellas, you can only get broccoli or cauliflower stems. Um, and you cannot find Brussels sprouts. Kale is a nightmare. I don't I don't know anyone who actually likes the flavor. That's the truth. They're probably best hidden in a smoothie, but even then I'm not going to. And also checking kale is, is really, really difficult. Uh, cabbage is, for me, the most versatile. Uh, my children absolutely love it when it's really unhealthily fried up with some potato cubes in it as well, and some salt and pepper. Now, they refrigerate well, all of these ingredients, um, and you can freeze them easily. They're also, the green vegetables are amazing for vitamin A and vitamin C. Um, but please remember with uh, green, dark green vegetables, if you are on a blood thinning medication, you should avoid these because they also contain vitamin K, and that affects your clotting. So they're really nice, and 
they're lost in the fridge and they freeze well and they're great for steaming, um, sauteing and roast. So they're perfect in stir fries. My next one is beans. I am a huge lover of beans and that is a recipe I'm going to share with you and you can find that recipe in a few places. So legumes such as peas, lentils and beans are an excellent source of protein and dietary fiber. Now protein is very important for uh, tissue repair and we often assume protein comes from things like eggs and meat, you know, um, but plant-based proteins are just as good and probably have a lower risk of heart disease um, or, or causing heart disease, should I say. So they're very important. Your dietary fiber, obviously bulking up to prevent constipation and to help you feel full much longer after you've eaten. It doesn't, so while the legumes and one of our big ones at home is chickpeas have the protein, they do need to be in combination with something else to get your full aligned amino acids. So usually a pasta or a brown rice to get it. Beans are the most adaptable. Dried beans are easiest to keep because they can store for years in a can. Um, and then you just boil them up or soak them to rehydrate them. Now, as much as I love my canned beans, it is something you need to be aware of. It is very high in salt, as salt is one of the preservatives used. Um, but adding beans to, like I said, my mince is a big one. Adding beans to my mince just stretches it so much further. And then also a quick snack, baked beans on toast, perfect. Three bean salad, brilliant. And easy, and you can actually buy them now in their bean, in their mix already, which which I like. Um, I have one child who will open a can of chickpeas and just eat them as a snack. But chickpeas are also great if you drain them, just coat them with a little bit of oil and some salt and pepper, pop them in your oven and dry them out on a low temperature, and they just make a nice snack. Then they've put garlic in it almost its on its own because of the absolute benefits of garlic. But other um, vegetables are garlic, shallots, like I said, are generally the red onions in this country, um, leeks, green onions, and what the Americans call yellow onions, which is our normal cooking onion. So they're, they're perfect for flavoring foods. Garlic is um, the smell of cooking garlic. I just love walking into a house where I can smell the garlic going. It's great. And there are different levels of antioxidants. And all these, um, like your garlic, your onions, and the leeks and all that, are called uh, allicin. So they're antioxidants, and that's the group they belong to. And they can help prevent brain damage, apparently. Things like um, strokes and, and that kind of stuff. Your head of garlic can keep for months if you keep it properly. And it's a cool, dark, dry place. Um, garlic flavors, soups, eggs, potatoes, stews, and any other savory dish. Now, I love those ingredients. I think those ingredients are absolutely essential in all our cupboards, and you can make so much from them. 
So one of the things I'm going to share with you is my is a recipe I got from Koo that was for their black bean truffles. It can be found on their website, which is great. Um, but I'm going to give it to you up, coming up next. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Right, as promised, here is the black bean chocolate fudge balls. Believe it or not, these are amazing and quite a much. It doesn't make enough. It makes two, two, um, 12 balls, say, and believe me, I could keep eating. So it was a can of Koo black beans in brine, two and a half teaspoons of virgin coconut oil, two tablespoons of cocoa powder, a half a tablespoon of pure maple syrup. If you can't get pure maple syrup, you can use the synthetic one that we can buy here easily. Um, a pinch of salt, a quarter teaspoon of vanilla extract. Please note it wants vanilla extract and not vanilla essence. There is a difference. The vanilla extract is much thicker, whereas vanilla essence is a synthetic flavor. And two tablespoons of caster sugar, and then 100 grams of dark chocolate or any chocolate to melt as a topping. I did use dark chocolate. I used power of chocolate so that we could have this as a Shabbos treat. You're going to drain your Koo black beans in brine. You're going to rinse them very well. And then you're going to combine all the ingredients in a food processor. One of the things you do need to be careful with, especially in summer, is that it keeps it cold. So you might find it starting to melt, especially the coconut oil. Stick it in the fridge for a little bit so that it gets hard once you've blended everything together smoothly. Give it a few minutes. Um, what you might want to do is, if it's very hot, is to keep the mixture in the fridge. Bit of a pain to keep going back, but it is the best way to do it. Is you're going to, um, once it's hard and you can sort of roll it into a ball with your hand, you're going to put it back in the fridge on a baking tray to keep it in its shape. Then for the chocolate candy, like coating, over like um, a double boiler. So you take a glass bowl, you put water in the bottom, let it bring, boil without touching the bowl, and you melt your chocolate in there. And then you're going to take a toothpick or something into your little chocolate truffle that you've been keeping cold in the fridge. And on a lined piece of uh, baking paper on a tray, you're going to take the um, chocolate truffle on its stick, dip it well and coat it into your chocolate and put it on the parchment paper. Take your toothpick out and keep it back in the fridge so that the chocolate hardens and it is amazing. And I will tell you now that nobody knew they were made from black beans. It was outstanding. And just so you know, I don't like coconut flavored anything. And I could not taste the coconut in this. So it was an amazing quick recipe. And I will have that up on HiFem's website for you. It's time to end today's sh show. We're going to talk about kosher updates around the world. 
So obviously we're going to start at home. And there are a couple of products for December. There is some yummy chocolates, Aero Caramel Gold, Milky Bar Caramel Gold, and Kit Kat Caramel Gold. These are all kosher if they bear the Beth Din logo. Now, all spa salted butter bricks are kosher, obviously dairy, even without a logo. And Nomu has made a holiday baking spice, uh, which is kosher parv, and it is obviously, uh, it says no Beth Din logo. I'm assuming that the spice is going to have some cinnamon, some allspice, some cloves, and probably a bit of pepper in just to give us that holiday feeling. Then there's a new supplier called Sip and Savor. It's a mixes, syrups, purees, coffees, friso lattes, and iced tea under the S&S and Pissarro labels. Um, you can find out the different ones, which are kosher, which aren't. Um, it looks like there's most of them will be. And it says, refer to the UOS search list for the full listing and status. Then Bandini, um, the following products are kosher dairy. There is f f fresh cream, one liter and bulk, full cream milk, one liter and bulk, liquid whey in bulk is kosher, unsalted and salted bricks, 515 kilogram bricks are all kosher. And now Heartland cereals, they are kosher parv, and they make gluten-free cornflakes, crunchy cinnamon flakes, and crunchy chocolate flakes. Um, Paul's ice homemade ice cream. I have to admit, I always thought they were kosher. Not that I've had them, um, because they um made with coconut milk, and I just avoid those. Or at least they used to be. I'm not sure anymore. They must be the best in sticker. Um, white chocolate and cherry bonbon, salted caramel and dark chocolate bonbon, Madagascan vanilla, toasted coconut almond made with xylitol, and pomegranates and honey. Sounds good. Danone have come out with two new yogurts. Um, and these are not diet yogurts, just so you know. There's triple chocolate and coconut chocolate chip. Must all have the best in logo. We have some new powder drinks that are available at ShopRite and Checkers. They are the Spoonfuls Instant Strawberry Flavored and Chocolate Flavored Powder Drinks. They are kosher and parov. Pick and Pay UHT Sweetened Soy Milk is now kosher parov as long as it has a Best in logo. Westvalia Fruit Africa Avocado Chili Oil is now kosher parov with or without the Bethden logo. And Dairy Maid, oh, new ones, have got you covered this summer. Here's a list of their kosher ice creams. These do not need a Bethden logo, apparently, and they can be found, obviously, in the correct freezers. Your King Cone Dairy, Bar One Cone, Zooty Fruit Tropical, Zooty Pop Orange, Zooty Pop Grey Groovy, which I love, Zooty Pop Swirly, Zooty Pie Chuckstick, Mega Almond, Mega Cookie, Jive Strawberry, Rolo, and Wafer Whiz. 
like I said, these do not need a Beth Den sticker on. So please just be careful. The King Cone and the Bar One Cone are the only two in the range that are kosher. Then Wheat Bix uh, cereal biscuits have now got extra flavors. They are mixed berry, cocoa flavored, and whole grain. So those are normal ones. Um, all flavors are certified dairy. Some packaging might incorrectly state Parov. The company has already printed new packaging. So that's something to think about. Um, and then kosher alerts for Fairview Gouda and cheddar cheese sold in the mini platter cheese. They bear the um, Bethden sticker on, but they are not kosher. The white rock that's in it is kosher. So this is those, you, you can buy them in a little box um, and that'll uh, be your thing. And then Honeyfields, um, some products may still bear the kosher SA logo, but they are not. And that's the squeezy, the easy melt and the easy freezy sauces. And then the last one is Juice Revolution. These products contain grape and therefore not kosher. It's Kids Rumble, Sport Lifted, Sport Ignite, and Sport Reloaded. And then just an announcement for anybody who didn't know is Fat Larry's now has breakfast, um, kosher breakfast, Hall of Israel at the Beth Den. So under the Beth Den. So I hope that helps you get yourself sorted for your December holidays. This is Adrian Bugatti, and you've been listening to the Essen Fresen Show on High FM 101.9.